Hey everyone, welcome to uh, episode 69. Um, I'm Ben. Uh, Robert's not joining us tonight. He's feeling under the weather, I guess would be the word for it. Um, I expect he'll probably be here next week. Uh, so this is uh, the 69th episode, uh, which is, I think, quite an accomplishment for uh, me and Robert, even if he isn't here tonight. Uh, I'm sure he's here in spirit and probably is listening. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about uh, couples camping, and here to join me is my lovely wife, um, who I've camped quite a bit with. Uh, in fact, some of our earliest adventures together were camping trips, uh, and some of our less... Uh, Successful trips were early too, <laughs> if you if you want to put it that way. So some of the things we want to talk about, we got a little bit of a, a cheat sheet set up, I think, yeah. that we'll, we'll go from, is that we're going to talk a little bit about first trips. So some of the things you may want to think about or keep in mind uh, on, a, on a very first trip is each other's capabilities. Uh, and, and not to assume that one person is necessarily more capable or knowledgeable than the other, although oftentimes I guess that will be the case. Um, I can say that my first over, uh, overland overnight trips, uh, Missy actually had a little bit more experience than I did because her and her father had done Cape Chinecto um, probably what, a few years prior to us meeting. Yeah, a year or two maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't really done a lot of that particular type of, I mean, I'd camped quite a bit, but having overnight backwoods camping wasn't uh, something I had done as much. So she had some experience, and in fact, we used a lot of her gear for that trip. She had the tent, she had probably a stove. A little stove, yeah. A little stove. So she had smaller, lighter gear. I had a lot of gear, but a lot of my gear was, was more car camping gear at the time. I had my big Coleman stove, I had a bigger tent, I think. And a lot of stuff that was great for car camping, campgrounds and stuff. Didn't but fit in a backpack well. No. <laughs> no. no. And, and probably would have crippled us on that trip. So our first trip would have been uh, Kedgy. We did Liberty Lake Loop, which uh, once we finished it, I think we would both agree was biting off maybe a little bit more than we could chew yeah. at that time. I'd say a little bit more than a little more than we could chew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we had used... Uh, a pretty popular hiking book for Nova Scotia as our, as our guide for that. Mm -hmm. And at the time, that book recommended that Liberty Lake Loop was relatively easily done in two nights. Three days, two nights. Yeah. About and 20 clicks a day. Since then, I believe if you get that same book, the newer version, it actually says it's a three-night trip. And most people I've spoken to have done it in three nights uh, since then. We did hear on our way out of that one that they have one guy who used to run it in a day. That was 60 kilometers, though, and I cannot imagine trying to do that particular trip in a single day. Uh, but it was one of the camp council, or camp uh, wardens, park wardens, and they said he was a, a bit of a backwoods runner type guy, and he, he could go back and check all the outhouses and stuff in one, one day. How he did that, I can't imagine, but... Uh, it was still, I think, for the most part, a mostly successful trip. We had... Uh, we got out alive. <laughs> we had a, a, an injury. Uh, Missy's yeah. feet um, became quite uh, chafed and... Blistered, swollen. Yeah. And uh, 
every so, every step was painful by halfway yeah. through the second yeah. day. Yeah, so our first day was great. Great. great our, day. our second day was pretty good, although we realized we were going to make it to the camp a lot later than we'd hoped. Yeah, it was almost dark by the time we yeah. got in. And the third day when you woke up, you were in enough pain that you couldn't really walk. And uh, so we ended up calling for help. Yeah, and it was like Missy pointed out, and she reminded me again that these were boots she'd taken on. Cape Shenacto yeah. trip and had, had no real problems. I had worn them before, yep. yeah. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's really important to kind of know each other's capabilities and stuff and not set your your goal too high, especially on a first trip with someone that you're, uh, you're not necessarily completely know what their capabilities and, and options are. And in this case, I think both of us had a bit of that. Uh, hi, Christopher. Um, limitation um in the meantime since then we've done quite a few trips together a lot now we tend to do more watercraft than necessarily hiking um but i, I will say about Lib liberty lake blue when we did that we did learn a lot about each other yes in in that tough situation which could be a positive but they say we and we've always said we would not do that trail again in two nights three days no would it would not happen again so we did learn a lot about each other we but we'd also bought a house and had a dog together so we we're kind of stuck with each other well yeah but it's different <laughs> you've seen your partner in different situations whether it be stressful survival what whatever yeah. um you do learn a lot about each other, but again, you don't want to get in too stressful. No, and, and if the situation for me, I think what I always look at is you do want to do more trips. So if right. you over, if you plan a trip that's too difficult, ambitious, and overly ambitious, yeah. uh, you can really put a sour taste in in each each other's mouth over the mm -hmm. whole trip because. Yeah. They will immediately think of that horrible trip, especially being the first trip when it comes to another one. And it may be a lot much more reluctant to try this again. So I think from that first trip, we would suggest maybe trying a bit more of a, a mild trip, uh, maybe something that's not so spectacular. I mean, Liberty Lake Loop is a beautiful trip. It's an accomplishment to do it. It is. Uh, and we've seen a lot of beautiful sights. We have photos from that photos of, of our poor dog, which was only maybe six or seven months old. Yeah, wasn't a year old yet. Poodle uh, just flaked out all over the place, but she, she, he always got up and followed every time we walked and uh, was always right with us. Um, we went through good memories. ferns that were what, almost, almost as tall as we were, yeah, like armpit height. Ar armpit height is what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, we got to see frozen ocean. We, we laid back on a uh, uh, a helicopter pad uh, and sunbathed for a while because it was beautiful. beautiful. It was great. Peaceful, calm. Yeah. Um, but we kind of paid for a lot of that too because we, we took a side trip to do that one. I think we went a kilometer or two out of our way and then came back. That added to our second day and we were getting late to get into yeah. the cabin That because we had a, an ambitious goal of close to 20 kilometers a day. And and I think one of the things I've always I've always said is that I want to go and enjoy the trip. I don't want to go 
just from point A to point B to say that I did it. I want to see things along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, to me, that's the enjoyment of doing a, a hiking trip, canoe, kayak, whatever, whatever it be, is to see things along the way. So when we did that trip, it was more than what we should have done. Because we didn't get to see a lot of the things we wanted to. We didn't get to stop and enjoy the scenery as much. So, yeah. So, we don't want to be the kayak tied with, you know, head down, mm. just barreling right. through. We want to yeah. sort of enjoy it. So, to do that, you really want to plan your trip out. And I think that kind of comes to the next thing is, is, is really making sure you have a good conversation before you leave. Set your goals, your your concerns, your worries, all out on the table before you leave. Um, and it's a lot more important, I think, especially with like a in a couple situation than with a buddy or or another person that you don't have that relationship with. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to really rib your buddy and and kind of give them a hard time. And it's taken more into good fun. But when you start ribbing your girlfriend, wife, uh, partner, whatever you want to call them, uh, they can take a lot more to heart. You, you may not get away with it as much. Yeah. You're definitely going to pay for it somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, if I go camping with, say, Robert or Jeremy and we have a little issue like, you know, Jeremy sinks his kayak, then we just make fun of him. And it's all in, in good fun. Uh, when your significant other sinks their kayak, it's <laughs> apparently a much bigger deal. <laughs> it, yeah, and 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 we've, we've I, I we experienced that laughing too. and joking at you at, at the time. I was no. worried, yeah, scared. Yeah. So yeah. we uh, another trip we took, and this one happened to be Kedgy too. We had just managed to get ourselves two matching kayaks, and uh, this is one thing we will talk a bit about is gear. We we tend to buy a lot of matching gear, so it's more or less we're on equal footing. Um, and we try to keep things fairly fair and even uh, between us. So we had gotten these two matching kayaks. Uh, they were Sun Dolphins. I think the company went out of business last year. Um, sit on top kayaks. They were really sweet, neat. We just, I think it was in spring, was it? We'd only got them like that February, I think. Yeah, I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, could have been. So, so we got them. The intent was to take them camping. We had by now we had acquired some lighter weight, better gear. We were more into uh, hammocks. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we had different gear. We had someone to watch the kids, and uh, we grabbed them. We went down to Kedgy and we threw them in Kedgy Lake, and we had gone to site. I think it's 21 or so, 24. Yeah, it's right in, in right Minyard's at the Bay. right at the head of. Portage A. Yeah. In so, Vineyards Bay. Yeah. So we went Being down there. It was a great trip. The day we went in, you know, Beautiful. crystal pure Come water. On. And uh, we just sort of island hopped across the lake, came down the far side, the western side or whatever, went in the Vineyards Bay. Beautiful. Spent the day there, enjoyed mm -hmm. ourselves. Uh, a couple of people came through the portage while we were there, woke up the next morning, a minor rainstorm. Um, which just got worse as the day went on. Really windy. We, we picked up all our gear. We said, well, our sitter's only good for so many hours. We kind of have to get back. 
uh, let's push it. So we decided to head into the leeward sides. Um, so that's what we did. We sort of got behind islands and stuff, sort of take the worst of the wind. As much found, as we could. Found some sheltered spots and then got mm -hmm. to a spot where had no choice. Our best option we figured was to beeline it right straight across. to where we were going, right to the center of Keji Lake, which anyone who, who's been to Keji or, or looks it up on a map will know Keji's Lake is the biggest lake within Keji Park. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the larger lakes in Nova Scotia. And, and when the wind picks up, the water gets very rough. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, not trying to be a chauvinist or anything, because Missy had more experience with kayaks than me. So True. when we were going, although we had virtually identical kayaks with virtually identical weight, mine, as I paddled, and I, I mean, I'm probably a stronger paddler of the two of us. I was more or less yeah. could out paddle her, but all of a sudden, I wasn't out paddling her anymore. In fact, she she noticed that I wasn't moving as fast or as well, and I said. To where I can remember the words is it felt feels like I'm paddling concrete, like the kayak all of a sudden felt much more heavy and sluggish than it had ever felt, and she kind of looked at me and she said it almost looks like you're sinking, and these were sit-in sealed kayaks as far as we were concerned, so it seemed like a very weird concept uh, or sit-on sit-on kayaks, so. and uh, so we said well we better hurry up. So when I paddled, I kind of paddled through waves. When Missy paddled, she'd paddle with the waves. It, it so was she, like I was timing my paddles to ride the tops of the yeah. waves. And it was like I was trying to drill through. <laughs> uh, so pretty quickly, um, I started getting heavier and heavier and fortunate, extremely fortunate for us. We were within sight of Kedge Beach which is where we were going to get out uh, when all of a sudden my kayak became unstable. And uh, I can picture that still like there's a rocky shore across from Kedge Beach. If you ever look at it, it's nothing but big, sharp looking boulders. Uh, and the wind was blowing straight into them. And my kayak basically tossed me uh, between the waves and the fact the kayak was now heavy enough that it just wanted to belly up. Uh, Missy managed to grab some of my gear that floated off, and I told her, beeline it to shore, get rid of the gear type deal. And I swam to the, sh to shore with the, the big, sharp rocks and the crashing waves because it was the closest thing to me. Uh, and I can remember when I got there and I tried to pull the kayak up, the thing weighed probably about 400 pounds is my guess. Um, and it was all I could do to pick up the front end and open up the spout where it just came out like a spring. Uh, and she was over there just panicked. Now, like I said, had that been just one of my buddies, we'd have been laughing about it and mm. making fun of each other because that's what we tend to do. Uh, I was far from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, take risks. Uh, we've since modified those kayaks, and that is virtually impossible to happen now. Every port has been sealed and... and, and uh, reinforced so that this doesn't happen. And we've been using them for probably close to eight years now, I don't know, six, no, six years. I was going to say four. And uh, yeah, they, they've really have got maybe a few drops of water in them since. Um, so great bit of fun, uh, enjoyable. So that's, that's the story of, uh, of our water trip. So uh, sharing loads 
is the other thing. Uh, we personally try to share, like I said, things pretty evenly. Yeah. Um, we also try to set it up. So if anything ever happened, like you like sink in a kayak, that we could still do pretty well with one person's pack. Yeah. So we don't ever say, okay, well, Ben, you take all the food or Missy, you take all the, the cook gear because that will potentially leave us in a stranded situation. But we also try not to take a lot of duplicates where we don't right. need to. Uh, we don't take two saws. We don't take two axes. We both almost always have our own knives. Uh, we both have our own cook gear to a certain degree. We our own cups, yeah. knives, forks. And we, uh, we do each carry a water filtration system. Yes. Those are the types of things that you'd want to duplicate in, in case something happened to your partner's pack. You still want to be able to clean your water and survive. In our cook systems, it's oftentimes we'll have two types of stoves. Right. We, we may have an alcohol stove and maybe a butane stove or a, a, a wood stove, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the little the twig, twig, stove. twig stoves. Uh, and that's so we have a couple of options and situations. Mm -hmm. And we'll just make sure that one person has one type and the other has the other type. Yeah. Meaning if we lose one, we still have a cooking option. Maybe not the one that would have been ideal for the situation we were mm -hmm. or the food we were cooking, but still an option. Um, but yeah, we, we split all our gears pretty yeah. evenly, usually like one day will be mine and the next day will be yours and vice versa. And then yeah. we'll split uh, snacks and stuff between us. Um, so, you know, that, that's our method. And it, that's something that I find as a couple, we can do a lot better than you would with your buddy. I mean, I still do the ax type thing if, if I'm going camping with Jeremy or, or Gary or, Robert or any of my buddies, I'll often call and say, like, are you taking a saw? If you are, I'm not bothering you. Are you taking this? If you are, I'm not bothering. I'm taking this. Do you, you don't probably don't need to take one of these. And we, we usually work that out, but it's a lot, it can be a lot more fluid with, with your, your spouse because, or your, or your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you have, because uh, you can take all your gear and lay out in your spot and, and, and be together a bit more up to the point. Where when it's a buddy, especially if they they're further away, you may not see them until you meet at the trailhead. So it's it's a little bit more difficult. Um, the other thing, I guess, is the type of camping. When you're camping with just a buddy, uh, the expectation is that it, you you're much more self-sufficient. So it doesn't really matter what my buddy's camping in, unless we're trying to match conditions. If he wants to take a hammock, he can. If he wants to take a a tent or a tarp, or if he's going to build a shelter, he can. And if that's something we're, we're planning on working together, we'll, we may divide the gear. But as a, as a couple, I find you're more, much more tempted to, to do the same thing. Uh, and like we said earlier, we are hammock people more now more. Than, yeah. than tents. We do have tents. Uh, we have quite a few, I guess. A few, a few tents, yeah, but we uh, prefer the hammocks. We prefer the hammocks. We have a, quite a few hammocks, actually, too. Uh, Small addictions, I guess. Um, but with with the, the hammocks, we do have ones that are identical. Like Ben mentioned earlier, we, we tend to buy duplicate gear. Or if we look at an item, we decide we want to try it, we buy one. If we like it, then we'll buy a second one for the other person. Um, hammocks is one thing that we bought at, at the same time. We have the same setup. Nice. Nice. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> I assume you're listening. <laughs> um, 
And I find with that, if you're going as a couple, you may want to sleep closer together or in the same sleeping arrangement, yeah. whether it be tent or double double hammock or whatnot. Um, Personally, we've never found two in one hammock is comfortable. Two, no, it's not very comfortable for sleeping. And after a hard day paddling or hiking, I I want to sleep comfortably Although if, and get some good sleep. If I could eventually convince her to buy one, we could get like the Vortex, which is two hammocks two that are joined. So you still have your own sleep area. There's actually a space between, I think, that you can store some gear. But what we have done is we have used a spacer and hung our two hammocks yes. from the same trees. So, and, and that one works neat because you can fit under the same tarp, which is pretty right. cool. So all we did for that is we cut a piece of wood, probably about two to three two, feet long. I was going to say two and a half, yeah. yeah. Um, and just hook it right at the end where it gathers. So we just, I cut a couple of notches. A couple of notches so the rope would sit and, in it. And the rope sat in it. And I just put one at the head and one at the foot and tied them off the exact same tree that spread them out and put the tarp over and that was pretty good because then every now and then when she snored, I could just. <laughs> well, it's great because you wake up in the morning, you can kind of have a nice little chat, chat especially yeah. if it's drizzly or cold out. You don't want to get out of your, your sleeping bag yet. Yeah. You're close enough that you can chat instead of, you know, halfway across the campsite where the other set of good trees might be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, and we've camped with kids and stuff, and sometimes it's hard to get to or three hammocks close together because the trees just aren't quite right. Um, in one instance, I think Sky actually camped quite a bit away from us. She did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was perfectly fine. She's we, we shared a tree and she was yeah. a couple and, of trees over. And another time we went camping as a family, I think we all strung, everyone was hooked to a tree that someone else was hooked to, but. Yeah, like so in the line. Was, yeah, it was a line formed a almost a J with me coming mm -hmm. one way, you going to go on the other and then the two girls at the yeah. end of that. Um, and that worked out quite well. Um, so there's lots of options there. Um, but I, I guess if it's a, an early relationship, you can't assume what the other one will be comfortable with. And, I, and by that, I'm not necessarily referring to sh should we be sleeping in the same sleeping bag, but just somebody may not be comfortable with being far away, especially if they're more nervous in the woods by themselves or anything. Or they may not be comfortable sharing the same shelter. but they don't, don't like those unfamiliar noises if they're not used to being out in yeah. nature. So it'd be really a good idea to have a chat with them and find out what their comfort level is. And if it's something that you're planning on using, something they've never tried, so be it a hammock or be it sleeping on a, a one of the really thin blow-up mattresses that are ultra light, it would be a really good idea to maybe test this out before... Your favorite it, gear test. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a couple of spots within our own property and definitely mm -hmm. in the cabin that I set gear up all the time just to see how it works or how it looks or yeah. to make sure I know how to set it up because that's the worst time to find out. That's another <laughs> point too. Uh, know how to set your gear up before you go. Yeah, so you camped a lot with uh, friends before you met me. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was still more campground. Campgrounds, and, not a lot of backcountry. And I seem to remember at least one trip where somebody forgot to take poles. Yep. That would be my one of my good friends. Yeah. She's, we were all going to you know, share a tent so we didn't have to take you know, three or four tents in, in a single car. And my friend said, I'll bring the tent. I'm going to get to the campground. And there's a tent, but no poles. 
So we spent the weekend under a tarp, literally laying on the ground with the tarp on top of us like a sheet. I've seen that same friend do that because she was too drunk to set up. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> but yeah, so I think she enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it is. So yeah, that's another uh, consideration. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark off what we've done. I was thinking of it. That one. Reasonable goals. Sharing loads. Sharing loads. Preferable gear. Preferred gear. Well, we talked about yeah. like sharing gear and stuff, but what about if I have an item I like to use and you have a different, completely different one? Yeah. Like I prefer my little my little hatchet, you want the big full axe. Yes. Yeah, I, I do kind of yeah. like the, the full length. It's more of a boy's axe, I guess, but but an axe, an preferably axe. to a hatchet, because yeah, that's just because I don't want to carry the big axe. Yeah, lighten my load with a little hatchet. You're also a little bit more partial to uh, hiking shoes, which I don't believe in. Yeah, I never get into the full ankle boot. Yes, you got me halfway. I got like three quarters. Yeah, get it. But I prefer the hiking sneaker. Yeah. Like I said, I, I you're getting me there. You're getting me there. <laughs> yeah. um, food, we talked about divided up in case something happens. Someone else's pack. Yeah. Did that. Sleeping arrangements. The type of trip transport. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So one of the things that we kind of started off with this, I think we'll 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 loop back a little bit on it is uh, there's there's probably a fair drive especially early camping with is to try to make it a really memorable trip. And, and that's where you can kind of say, well, let's go to this really neat lake, but maybe that's a really hard spot to get. So again, I, I can't emphasize enough to make, make sure your goal is reasonable and it's going to be overall enjoyable. And maybe that's more of a, a pardon the use of this, but a grail trip, something that's, that's, a big goal trips that you want to make and maybe set that as a eventual goal, but do a couple of uh, leading up trips to, to sort of really pull yourself, each other in and make sure you're really comfortable with it. Uh, had we had our time back, we would have probably done the Kedgy trip differently or maybe done a different trip. I think we'd still have eventually done that trip, but we would have definitely probably done a smaller trip and then moved up to that. Uh, not that we regret that trip in the least. I think it was a great trip. I don't regret doing it. No. Let's say we've learned we learned lessons mm. for sure on that trip, but I don't re I don't regret doing it at all. If I was to do it again, I would do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, there's there's the trade offs, and I think that's with. But but again, that's coming from from me who I. I've had experience doing those type of trips and camping in general. If you're with someone who's never camped before, that's probably definitely not the trip to start with. No. Again, skill, skill level comes in with comfort level as well. So my experience, not to, to, to dismiss my experience because I grew up in the woods. Mm. I, I grew up in, in a, in a pretty rural area of Newfoundland. I screw up hunting, hiking, fishing. I've spent a lot of my time in the woods. It's just a set 
trip with a, a tent on my back wasn't what I did. It was it was different uh, for us. We often went back to camps. We went uh, we we did travel large distances. None of that was new to me, uh, but I just didn't have the gear and and that specific I guess mm -hmm. experience. And and I, but that was I think part of what worked for us is we both enjoy that type of thing. And we were both kind of excited to share that kind of experience with each other. Um, and we just maybe have both over, uh, well, I mean, the book misled us. And I think we were excited to, to do the trip. Yeah. We had, we had the days, they had the opening and the reservations. Yeah. And was it was something we were excited about. And I think if we would have thought a little bit more, we may have said, no, we should probably take that extra day. Yeah. And, and that, that's that's a big part of it. I think it was a long weekend. Uh, we went to book and we got the sites we wanted. Yeah. Uh, and it just, everything lined up for us. Um, so there's that kind of, of, of trade-off to that. But overall, I think camping as, as a couple can be great. Uh, the, the advantages are pretty great because you'll tend to be a, a closer group so these so you can uh, better take care of each other, uh, better check yep. for things. Uh, something to throw out there at ticks. We had experienced ticks. My first experience with ticks was that trip. Uh, tick checks. Tick checks. Yeah, as a couple, it can be a little less, <laughs> a little bit more exciting. I guess a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> we were so exhausted that night. We showed up at the at the cabin, and we seen a couple of ticks on our arms. I don't think one bit us at all. No, we didn't have any bit on. They were just on us because all of the bushes were really And I spent the and rest stuff. of the night taking ticks off my body that weren't there, but I felt them. Yep. Like it was, everything was just felt like Your, your imagination runs wild right. and every, you can't sleep. You just feel things crawling on you. Yeah. But they're not really there. The other memorable thing from that trip that I'll never forget is that fire fireplace in there. So we... we, we you know, there said, was a warning on that. There was a warning on this fireplace. It was like an old barrel stove or something. It, they, they had left a note. And it was a note, like, just put one piece in. All like, you need is one piece. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, yeah. It was a cold, cool night, and we were totally exhausted. And we took, like, yeah, we only took a couple pieces of wood. Three or four. Wasn't we it? threw it in there. We threw in some paper and a match. <laughs> and I've I've often said... Sweat Lodge. Yeah. Uh, I don't know... That you could have made it hotter in there and survived it like and it went like that uh we sat there we had windows open we had our heads hanging out windows too so we had to go outside for a while and shut the whole thing down but it just heated that cabin up instantly uh and super hot uh it was it was amazing um and it's something we always remember and there's a lot of things like we read the, the journals and the bathrooms there. We've got some yeah. really interesting stories. It was really fun uh, trip. Uh, and I highly encourage any couple that's into the outdoors to do trips like that. Uh, I just encourage you to, uh, you know, really plan it out. Make sure that you, you understand the expectation. Make sure that you're, you're both comfortable with the loads, the distances, the terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, or your mode of, mode of transport, More whether you're hiking or kayaking or canoeing, you need to be comfortable. Yeah. So, you know, I, I prefer the kayak over the canoe, and when we do a canoeing trip, I'm a little bit more nervous. Yes, you react to everything in a canoe. 
Well, not even even just before we get going, knowing that I'm going to react yeah. differently than if I was in the kayak. Just it's not quite as enjoyable for me. No. To go in the canoe. And we tend to take animals with us. Yeah. So in a canoe, like and and the not sort of wild animals. Well no. Pets. Pets. But if any of you haven't been in a canoe, you know that when one, one person moves, the other one is very much aware of it. Uh, and some people can really relax and go with it. Some people less so. <laughs> so we, uh, especially our, our first dog, Bolson, uh, a, a little poodle. And uh, anyone wants to make fun of poodles, go ahead. But uh, Molson would go in the woods with the best of you. Uh, but in the canoe, he loved to jump from one side to the next, to the next. And you could feel the canoe twitching, and Missy will twitch with it. <laughs> yeah, and, I make it worse. Yeah, you make it worse. I, I know that, but it's yeah. just a reaction. And she, she much prefers to kayak because she feels completely in control. I understand that. Well, your uh, center of gravity is closer to the water, so I feel that when you shift, you don't shift as much. You should just sit in the floor. Take the seat out for you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, no. It, with the kayak, you too, you're generally by yourself. So, uh, and generally. centered better. Yeah. Not with Molly. No, Molly, not with her kids either now. No. You never know one one to jump in the back. Poor thing. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's kind of our, our gist. Of, you know, it's probably a, a bit of a shorter episode so far. Uh, I mean, is there anything you'd like to add or talk a bit about? Uh, I mean, we've always loved trips. We still have trips planned. We have trips planned this year. Hopefully COVID doesn't stop them. I've already missed at least one, if not two trips that I was hoping to do this year. Yeah, we were uh, supposed to go out in September Yeah. to Kedgy. Hopefully that still goes. We were supposed to go last year in September and that got canceled. Yeah, the hurricane canceled that one on us. Yeah. Uh, we did make up for that one. We went to Long Lake. Long Lake oh, by Uniac. Yeah. We took two of our daughters, found an awesome spot set up. That's mm. where we did the It's a wilderness area there, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's part of a devil's jaw, I think. Wilderness area. Um, you're the one that pointed that out to me. You're going through the maps. You found out yeah. that one. Devil's jaw, uh, yeah. So that's, you know. There's uh, a ton of spots around you can do this stuff too. And the neat thing is you uh, you really get to experience some beautiful spots uh, and get to see things that I think the average person never really gets to see. And I think that's a great bonding experience. And the, getting out there and you're kind of away from the technology, away from the phones, because it's easy to dive your nose in the phone, do research or watch videos or read books and all that stuff. But when you're out there and you got a little fire going, you're going to have conversations that you might not have had otherwise, but they're meaningful and they'll last. And they uh, they really help pull the relationship together. And it works. You know, it doesn't have to be couples. It works for everyone. But it is it is awesome to get out there and do that sort of thing. It's really enjoyable to share it with a partner. Yes. Yeah. Whether it be a sunset or a campfire or getting rained on and sinking kayaks. Yeah, we've done all that. We've done it all. We've, we've been out in hurricanes, um, more so cabins and stuff, but we've, you know, we've. Well, yeah, we had there. the tent trailer in a hurricane once and had to close it down. Yep. In fact, but, yeah, yeah, the walls nearly 
did get pulled right off the right, camper. Right off the camper, yeah, that was yeah. scary. So a lot of our trips were, our first trips were, we, uh, I mean, our very first we trips did, were backwoods. We did Kent, backwoods, tent, pop-up trailer, cabins, hiking, kayaking, canoeing. I think we've pretty much done it all. If we Until we find something else. Until we find something new, right. yeah. Um, hammocks came in at about the middle, really. Hammocks, uh, yeah. And that's really opened a lot of doors for us. So I, um, I think your big goal now is to get me out in the hot tent. Yes, the hot tent is a goal of mine to get you out in. Uh, I do realize that's going to be a tougher sell. Yep. Uh, but hot tents are, are an awesome thing, too, uh, and it's an interesting experience. I, I enjoy camping, but I like to be comfortable. comfortable. So I don't like going when there's bugs, especially mosquitoes. No bugs in winter, guarantee you. But I don't want to go when there's snow on the ground because that's cold. And there, I don't like being cold. There is a stove. I know, but only in the tent. I don't want to stay in the tent the whole time. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it is dressing for it. And at least you can dress for the cold. Like right now, you can. Yeah. you're out. Like The nights are getting pretty, pretty, pretty hot and humid right now. You can only strip off so much. You can. And that doesn't necessarily cool you down. No. No. <laughs> um, beauty in the summer, though, you can jump in a lake or a river and it does cool you down uh and those are, are great options um I, I i really enjoy like even the stars like you get out kedgy is a is a dark zone i think or, or no light pollution type deal yeah uh the stars and stuff out there can be gorgeous uh we've woke up there a couple times wake up in the morning with the the, the mist just going through the trees uh, One of my favorites is waking up in the morning, just laying there listening to the birds. One time it sounded like a yeah, that one time coming down the road, was, but, but it was that, birds. That's one of my favorite things about backwoods camping. Yeah, just waking up in the morning and not not getting out of the hammock right away and just listening. That iconic loom. Yes, the looms are nice. Yeah, the looms. Yeah, uh, but just any chirping birds and stuff. Mm -hmm. Some of the insects are pretty good. The, the peepers, the little frogs or whatever, that's that's a very relaxing sound. Uh, I think you also enjoy the sound of me starting the fire so the bacon's going. That's always yeah. a good sound. <laughs> Frying bacon does sound good too. So, um, I guess you've heard certain foods. Uh, oh, looks like we had a uh, issue we may have froze for a second. We've heard, oh. Certain foods haven't been uh, successes in trips, so it's really good to kind of know the type of food you're taking, make sure everyone enjoys it. Because just because you assume you know you were going to enjoy it, uh, I've really enjoyed the bannock I've made in the woods over the years, but you've rarely enjoyed it. Yeah, um, like that. Uh, and I think the thing you liked the absolute least was the Mountain House scrambled eggs. Yeah. That was a bit of a failure. As well, I wouldn't say it was just the eggs. I was pregnant at the time. Yeah, that's never stopped us from camping, though. No, but I'm just saying yeah. I wasn't feeling well. So if my breakfast came back up, it wasn't just the mountain hosts. Yeah. But you've never wanted to try those eggs since? No. I no, haven't. because as soon as something reacts like that, I don't want to try it again. Yeah. Because I, it's, it's, a, it's almost like a gag reflex memory. But yeah, the eggs weren't great. No. Now, one of our favorites, still egg, is fresh egg. 
-hmm. And now we we look for the uh, if we can convince somebody to fresh farm eggs, fresh not farm. washed, not refrigerated, yeah. but they're hard to get. Yeah, you gotta have a buddy. You have to know somebody. Yeah, uh, because they're not supposed to sell or yep. give away eggs that haven't been cleaned. Uh, but they do last a lot longer, so it's a great method uh, if you convince someone to let you do it. Um, yeah, so those are just some tips, you know, and, uh, and a visit from my wife. She doesn't come on to the podcast very often. Maybe we can convince her to come on again sometime. Maybe. Uh, so you guys like hearing from her, getting at the the female side of, uh, of you. Uh, you let us know, and uh, maybe we'll do it again. I think Robert's kind of indicating he's going to push his Melissa to come on, so... We both have Melissa's. It's just a thing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he's going to see if he can convince her to come on to an episode in the near future. Uh, maybe we'll do one with the two couples. Uh, yeah. That would be kind of interesting. Um, but uh, no, it's definitely like backwoods camping and stuff is definitely something you can do with your spouse uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever your couple happens to be. Uh, and it's a great bonding experience. Uh, I do find, you know, I know a few people that do this. Uh, it does kind of tend to be a little bit more expensive because now you tend to buy two of everything. Uh, and even if one of you is more into it, and we, and we know a couple with the, you know, the girl is, is much more into the camping. She'll go more often than her, than her husband. Her, and that's fine. It's perfectly good. But you do. You tend to, when you're, one is into it a bit more, you buy two because, well, what if the other one wants to come with me? Um, or then I have my stuff for when I want to go with my friend. Yeah. With, without husbands. That's sad. That's just really sad. It happened <laughs> and it could happen again. I know it will. Uh, I just hate being not camping and I'll camp with absolutely anyone, anytime. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's fun to get out with, with your your friends without your significant other so you can make fun of them or pick at them <laughs> or just see what what i know i am capable of because sometimes if you are there i just let you do it because you're better wow. i don't always get to practice skills when you're there yes we would go with necessarily better but i'm more prone to do it i guess well <laughs> yeah you do it more practice makes better right Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's there's things that I've taken an interest in. I spent more effort into yeah. learning, um, but no, uh, it's it's always been something we've enjoyed. So it's been great for us, uh, and I hope it's great for you guys and anyone that's int interested in doing it. Uh, we're here, I guess, more or less to say if, if you can do it, and you probably should try to do it in the future. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you do, get out there, enjoy it. Uh, share your experiences with us. We'd love to hear. Uh, write us. Uh, there's, there's plenty of you guys do occasionally write in stuff. Um, and we hope to hear from you in the near future. Um, in the meantime, uh, you know, thanks for listening to us for close to, you know, 69 episodes. Episode 70 should be next week. And I believe that's also going to be Canada Day weekend. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what we're doing for that yet. Canada is a Wednesday, not exactly weekend. Oh, yeah, next show is. Yeah, next now, show is Canada. It's Canada Day. So, yep. uh, so it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I'll be talking to Robert, and we'll probably uh, come up with uh, something we want to talk about for that uh, very shortly. Um, and then 
shortly thereafter, I think we will be doing our uh, sort of prescription uh, subscription type service that we're going to do where we're going to talk about some items and different price points that you can get. So we have a, we have an object that we're, we're working on for that one and we'll announce that sometime in the near future. So anyways, um, thanks for listening and we'll be talking to you guys again soon.